Hello and welcome to the King Heroes Journey podcast. My name is Beth Martins. I have the huge pleasure today of hosting Chris Rice from Rice TVX, uh, of, of whose uh, channel I've been a big fan of, especially in this past year, looking into the law and spirituality. <laughs> so great to have you here, Chris. I'm really, really pleased. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you inviting me on your show. Uh, I know we had to reschedule yesterday. You were going to come on my channel, but we got that scheduled for next week. And so we're going to see each other uh, two times next week, and we get to have this awesome conversation today. And, and I'm looking forward to it as well. So thank you. So good. So we're on our way to being best friends. Sure. <laughs> there you go. It's so fun. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to you. I'm going to set up Rockfin so that the people there that uh, want to go off of mainstream media can can do that. So I'm hitting the live button there. I just made it free, by the way. Sometimes I, oh, they already got people on Rockfin. That's so great. Uh, yeah, so Rob, Rob, I just hit the button now. Is that kind of similar? Is that kind of similar to uh, Patreon in a way? It is, yeah. Rockfin is a uh, truther only platform. You have to pay like Netflix, so it's a ten dollar monthly fee, but it gives you access to absolutely everything, like Netflix does. Okay. And uh, and then yeah, you you should totally get on. I'm happy to recommend you. You're perfect for the platform. And then uh, people can tip, and if they sign up to Netflix through you, then they they reward you constantly with some kind of money. I have no idea where I'm going to spend. Not you know not. I don't go anywhere anymore anyways so I don't know <laughs> in this strange pandemic world that we're in and well, uh, yeah, i work so much it's like i hardly go out myself right. and if you guys hear any noise uh there's some construction workers outside my apartment building so if it happens to come through i apologize perfectly quiet and i've got a, a police station across the street so you always hear sirens on my podcast <laughs> i live right near a hospital too so it's a combination thereof but there you go there you go so hello to people in the chat that are coming. David McDonald is here. Rob B has been here for a while already, holding down the fort. And uh, Toronto, oh, what is this? Do I need? Toronto is in the house. Hello, Diana B. Nice to see you. And uh, Chris, you were here early, filling up the chat. Devin Borsteller is here. Awesome. So great to see you guys. Always a pleasure. Honestly, it doesn't matter how I feel before I get on a stream. I always feel good doing the streams and that's how you know that you're doing something you're meant to do so we're going to be talking a lot about what it's like to be an alternative journalist actually I was i was pretty excited to geek out with you on that that's uh, not as common that people know you know the behind the scenes and everything that you go through to put your content out if you're not familiar with with chris definitely jump over to his website chris rice uh, pardon me i always do that in my head it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> yeah rice and uh thanks for for that hit that like button exactly you're you're one of the best promoters i've seen i i i, uh, I love watching you because it's not my not i wouldn't say it's not my forte i just i just uh can can go you know three four streams without pr promoting anything and then i come full on promote everything today's going to be one of those days i've got lots to share with you guys Chris is going to be a guest on the Choose Freedom Law Summit. We've done it for the past, I think, six weeks ongoing. We did 19 interviews, total marathon of all these guys. You know, Dolores Cahill, Chris Gonski. Um, we had uh, Catherine Austin Fitz, Alphonse Fagiolo. I uh, met David, David Jason Giarmita through you. Actually, I got, I got to know him and like okay. his work, so we had him on. Matt Belair and I, we've had a fabulous time doing this, this uh, summit. It's also been incredibly intensive, but we're on the other side now. And just put it up for donation. 
they are rushing in. So God bless you and thank you for all of the donations that have been sent. And I will definitely be sharing a link to that. Chris is going to be recording with us a bonus for the Choose Freedom Summit on Monday. So you'll be seeing that relatively soon as well. And uh, yes, Rob, you're on, on Rockfin. How did Robert, Robert Michael work, make out? Excellent. Yeah, we actually had him on twice. Once to talk about his more general work and, and the second time to talk about taking business into the private, which is a big interest of mine and, and many people right now while they're... Uh, you know, under the, the throes of restrictions and all kinds of governments breathing down our neck in every way sideways. So uh, let's get into it. I would love to talk to you about, first of all, you know, what's it like to be a podcaster? Obviously, doing alternative journalism puts you in the line of fire. Uh, there are going to be people who love what you do and people who hate what you do. Uh, how long have you been doing this? You know, are you way past that stage of having haters in your zone or do you still have to deal with nonsense like that? Uh, well, okay. So uh, I started my channel back in early t 2018. It was January 20, 2018. Um, and started out my content as my channel was Rice Crypto. I have since rebranded to Rice TVX. And I was mainly covering like cryptocurrency and economic related type stuff. Uh, then when I started branching out in 2020, it was March of 2020 is when I started adding extra elements to the channel and then ultimately rebrand it. And to be a content creator, um, I used to sing in bands for years. So I was kind of used to people hating on what you do and, uh, and then some people really liking what you do. So I don't really let that kind of stuff bother me. Um, I really feel... The reason I started my channel was just to educate and empower people. And and that still kind of stands today. Even though I've you know, added some elements and rebranded, uh, it's still at the core to empower other people to be able to pass along this knowledge that I'm learning. And as I'm learning it, pass it along to other people and just keep this cycle going. And then um, you know, it just seems like people like us end up attracting to one another. It just ends up becoming inevitable that we'll end up meeting. And I was familiar with Matt, Matthew Belair's work with interviewing some people in the law movement and then heard about your guys' collaboration. So, I mean, I figured us having a conversation was going to be inevitable. It's uh, I really feel like the universe is starting to bring together the people that are meant to be together. And as far as like what I do, um, this is my full-time job and I pretty much live it. Um, you know, I'm, what you see is what you get. I try to be very transparent, I try to keep it very real. And that's why I would hope that people like my channel and want to support what I do is because I'm not hiding behind some persona, some mask, um, not trying to be something I'm not. Um, when I make mistakes, I admit it. I encourage other people to do things that I do myself. Um, like the whole idea of being the change that I want to see in the world. I call this philosophy, my, my philosophy, practice change. But I wouldn't promote anything to anybody that I don't do myself already. So it's just really that cycle of teaching and learning. And um, the research and stuff like that can be a little overwhelming at times, depending on what kind of rabbit holes you're going down and how much stuff you're looking at. And because I cover a wide variety of stuff, that can take its toll on me mentally and just got to take breaks. Um, I've gotten a little bit better recently over the past month as far as not waking up and starting to work. So I'm 
usually kind of giving myself uh, an hour and a half, two hours after getting up and then starting my, my work day. And that way I can set the tone for my day in various ways. And, um, and then at night trying to make sure I'm giving myself, even if it's late, a cutoff time. And um, that way I'm not really working from the time that I get up to the time that I go to bed and just kind of working at my pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that I feel is necessary for me to do. Uh, I feel a need to be a content creator, to wear a journalist hat at times, um, to be a researcher, uh, and to be a freedom activist. And when I say wear a journalist hat at times, not everything I do requires journalistic skills. So um, it's you know just deciding to wear what hat I need to wear, whatever tools I need to use in my arsenal for whatever situation I'm dealing with. And, and when I'm trying to play that role in wearing the the journalist hat i try to remain as unbiased as possible i start out definitely unbiased you know i'm not sure how you feel about this but as you start out unbiased and go down a path and you start doing research and you start accumulating information that is the truth that you perceive to be true then you start to lose that unbiasedness and become more biased towards what you're finding in your research and your findings and you know, it's so usually kind of how my approach is. So it's not like I'm just going out covering um, local dog shows or um, community <laughs> events or anything like that. I'm really trying to cover important events. And if I'm doing a journalist kind of role, it's usually trying to uncover truth, whatever incapacity that is. Like um, with Russell J. Gould, with my series of interactions with him and trying to expose him for who he is. And, um, like the interview series that I'm doing with Kim Gogan, I'm, you know, I haven't been able to prove or disprove any information. And a lot of times, you know, you got to, in this sense, you know, the burden of proof would be on someone like them, like Kim Gogan or Russell J. Gould. But when they can't provide any proof and you're trying, I'm trying to be professional about it. So that it comes a different fine line. And usually that's the people who, if I have any type of, um, negative interactions with anybody who watches my channel it's usually people who are from the pol- the polar opposites of the people who i'm calling out or that i don't necessarily 100 percent agree with so i'll get a lot of the life force community kind of attacking me because they feel like i'm attacking her when she feels like i'm just challenging her and she enjoys doing the interviews hmm. you know and then the quantum grammar community wants to come to russell j gould's aid and attack me but you know, those things i kind of expect because unfortunately, there are a lot of people that are looking for saviors, and, and they would rather f- fight tooth and nail for someone else to save them than to actually get up and do a little bit of dirty work themselves and, and save themselves. Exactly, exactly. So uh, before the podcast today, Chris, you went on and, and did my uh, journey archetype quiz, the King Hero's journey, particularly. There's two, by the way, people get confused about this. The Merpreneur's journey is more a little bit my past life working with women entrepreneurs who don't fit inside the box and, and really want and need to be valued and be full time as you are in your work, because that that was the same for me. I was I was doing the split personality thing, which I'll say more about next week when I'm on your show. And uh, and it nearly killed me to do that, you know, to be authentic by night and and uh, in disguise all day. Uh, so so I had to go full time into this. It's, it is my calling. I you know, God tells me what to do every day. And, and you could certainly work morning tonight every single day. I completely agree with that, that you have to put these artificial restraints. 
I, uh, I got big into gardening this year, as I know many people have done, which is such a good thing to do right now. And it forces me to have to go out there. We're in a total drought here in Manitoba, by the way. No water whatsoever. Big cracks in the earth. Uh, definitely engineered chemtrail-wise. And it forces me to get out there and just be, you know, part of the, the land and put my hands in the soil and enjoy a first tomato off my plant and just, you know, the, the simplicity of, of, the, of the life. Otherwise, because I could be behind the screen 100% of the time quite easily. And, uh, and so on my quiz, you've got the rebel archetype, which is so fun. This is the <laughs> one that nearly killed me, by the way. You know, and it's, as you know now, by, there's, there's the two sides. One that will both, you know, be life energizing and full of purpose. And then the other side that will suck the life out of you by being in that shadow. You yeah, like organized chaos in a way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, because it's, it's the illusion of chaos that we're fighting against in this world it's it's really truly an ordered universe that's uh, you know getting into the spirituality side of things that's what i discovered when i started looking into archetypes to save my life and uh, so yeah the rebel is one of my favorites i totally see that on you but in a, it, but in a high energy i don't see you railing against the machine one of the reasons i can enjoy and listen to your podcast is because you're so even like that nothing nothing really triggers you you're 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 just taking information <laughs> in you're being you, you know it, it maybe maybe it does and you're just uh, I'm very really good I'm at, I got a really good poker face sometimes uh -huh, excellent <laughs> yeah I can do that too and uh, I heard you say the other day I'm gonna just jump on a tangent here that that you took somebody's interview down and I don't remember who it was and we don't need to call them out exactly if you don't want to but uh, you know, because you don't agree with them anymore. And I was thinking back, I've got some interviews up that I, I actually don't endorse their work. They were excellent interviews. They still were, you know, really good. And I enjoyed them. And, and uh, do, you, do you feel like there is some kind of moral ob obligation to to be on side with your speakers? Or, or do you feel like, no, my job is a is more of a journalist to sit back and just provide information, let people decide for themselves? And what is that fine line between them? The fine line is when people uh, are causing harm to other people. Um, that's, you know, otherwise I don't mind letting somebody else come to their own conclusion. Otherwise, I will kind of push my um, viewers in, in a certain direction. I mean, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I don't make my work about trying to call people out. Unfortunately, you know, some of those things are necessary. Um, but I try to make sure I'm doing it with logic and fact and not just basing it on feeling and things to that effect. Um, that's where I call myself an open-minded skeptic. I really like to have factual information and not just go based off of um, my feelings and thoughts in those situations. Now, I do take them in consideration with what I'm thinking overall, but how I'm putting out information and portraying the information, um, not in that sense. Mm -hmm. And um, so the video that I took down was Russell J. Gould. Uh, I mentioned him a moment ago, and the reason I did was because I was searching for truth, trying to, you know, again, prove or disprove to establish truth. From those two interviews, you would think that I'm supporting his work. And I came to the conclusion that I couldn't support him. So I challenged him uh, whatever that meant what a dual uh, a thumb wrestling match however he wanted to accept it but i just really wanted him to quit his antics quit being dishonest quit lying and stealing from people and um and ultimately what ended up happening was they attacked my channel russell j gould is claiming to be 
the postmaster general of the United States in the world. He, he claims to be the commander in chief. He claims he captured the U.S. flag in 1999, that the American uh, government is bankrupt. And it's, it's a really crazy story to go into. Like, if you're not familiar, are you familiar? Uh, yes, but I haven't okay. gone down that rabbit hole. Just keep okay. hearing his name, so, and I heard you talk about him. And yeah. so then, what ended up happening was I got two copyright strike claims put up against me. And this guy is supposed to be somebody who cares about freedom and sovereignty, but is attacking my right of free speech. Now, um, I had to consider what I was given a seven-day warning, and I had to consider what was best for me to do with my channel, and I ultimately ended up removing the videos in question. It wasn't the interviews the videos in question. And because those videos were the ones that kind of like drew the line in the sand saying, I don't support Russell and here's why I decided to ultimately remove the interviews from my YouTube channel because I just didn't want to have anything promoting him in that aspect. Mm -hmm. um, so I do think that, you know, we have a response unless you're coming at this from a really mid point, because there are some people out there, and I'm not going to name names, but there are some content creators, journalists out there who do try to stay unbiased throughout the whole entire process and leave it up to the viewer. I respect that. You know, it's, there's different types of people who do different types of work, and that's just not how I operate. But I do respect that. Um, unfortunately, if you know that somebody is being harmful, hurting people, stealing, whatever the case might be, but causing harm to other people, and you're being midline and you're letting people make their own decision you're almost promoting someone else getting hurt someone else being harmed so those are the things that i want people to take in consideration if if we truly live our lives individually treating people how we want them to be treated none of this would even be an issue mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know yeah, if we live by rule. that golden rule yeah. yeah just truly like think about every interaction that you have and you're like if I do this, is that how I want things to be done to me? And if you start trying to be more mindful of those kind of things, that's kind of what practice change is about, practicing every day and learning from all the good and bad experiences that you have. And, and not everything that I do is 100% correct. And when I do something that I feel is wrong or negative or whatever the situation might be, I make a video. I'm very transparent and talk about it. And say why because there's been a couple of times that i've let my emotions get the best of me whereas some people respect those videos i don't necessarily wish i would have came at it from that angle but at the same time i'm not going to delete the videos because mm -hmm. it makes me look like i'm trying to hide something from people so i just try to air out my dirty laundry and it's like if if, if i've got everything if i live in a glass house what are, what are you going to say mm -hmm. yeah exactly really well said i'm a huge fan of that Transpa there's a lot of safety in transparency. I know that word is uh, sent around a lot and doesn't really mean anything. But, uh, you know, I, I actually had someone try to blackmail me at some point. And, uh, and, and the first thing I did was go public with it because they were, they were saying like, oh, I'm going to tell people this and that. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm just out there telling people right now. And then you got literally have nothing on me. And there's so much liberation in that because, you know, you can, you can easily do this job just simply protecting your reputation, making managing how people see you and, and what they think about you. And, you know, especially when it's tied in with your livelihood, then it becomes quite a trigger point in, in the unconscious. And uh, to me, the, the, you know, the, the most 
valuable thing that people would ever get from me or you is that authenticity and, and, and that willingness to say, hey, you know, like, for example, about people who change their minds, they, they'll say one thing. I've, I've been working with somebody who, you know, they just had one story. We've got we've got the census breathing down our, our neck in Canada. They show up at my door every single day and they, they actually uh, threaten to charge you with jail time or a five hundred dollar fine or both. And uh, and so everybody's asking, like, you know, and sometimes they are nasty, the, the people, if you talk to them. Now I don't answer the door. I don't. I just simply won't talk to them. That's how I'm approaching it. There's no mail address to me, so this is technically not for me. There is no household here. I only have a house. And, uh, you know, so then then just the question of how to deal with this. And, and so somebody who is saying, oh, just, you know, it's toilet paper. Just don't do don't do anything. You don't have to do anything. And then next thing you know, he's saying, oh, you all you have to do is this. Give them your your uh, address and how much agriculture you're doing or something like that. But he never said, yeah, I changed my mind on that. Things have like kind of shifted and turned and I learned something new and I'm going to I'm going to say it this way now. He just shapeshifted and said something different, right? Like, how are you supposed to trust that? Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, it's hard to. And I mean, um, I've got to say, like, when it comes to the freedom movement, I, I'm really, I'm really proud of the Canadian people, because as much crazy stuff is happening in Canada, there are people standing up. And, you know, I would have thought I saw I would have saw this more in the United, United States. But mm -hmm. I know that we don't have we haven't quite gotten as strict as Canada has been. I mean, I know there's a lot of talk in Canada about all these different names, like, like Canada, Canada stand or something like that. Yeah. There's China a, and uh, I call it Manitoba stand where I am here in Manitoba. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I did see Canada stand the other day too. Uh, it's, I mean, it's getting crazy. And I mean, I'm seeing what's happening in Australia and things to that effect. Um, it's 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 just a it's a really bizarre world that we live in and people really need to take the time to really educate themselves about what's going on and not just follow these mainstream narratives and then try to do what they can to be as compassionate as possible for their fellow man and woman uh, we even got to care about the people that are kind of against us uh, in that capacity i mean being the change that you want to see in this world really means being the change and walking that walk and it's not always an easy path Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily call it the narrow path, but it's a similar walk, and, and it's not a walk that everybody walks. Um, unfortunately, yeah. the world is very double-minded, and a lot of people have agendas. There's a lot of double-speak going on. You look at the legal uh, fiction system, the legal fiction matrix. You look at just all the different power constructs that have been created by governments and central banks with our fiat debt-based system. Um our fractional reserve banking, uh, everything that's happening economically in the world, um, all this stuff that's happening with, you know, pandemics or whatever they want to call them and things to that effect. I mean, it's a very, very interesting time period to be alive. It's just yeah, the, it's those discernment go <laughs> those discernment goggles are definitely what people really need to see through. It's almost like that movie They Live. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, no, someone else just recommended it to me, though. I'm, I'm not a movie watcher. They traumatize me. I have a very, uh, it's a, I can't take the gore, but. It's, it's not a gory movie, but it's a movie that kind of talks about a way that we could be living today where you're seeing all these subliminal messaging. Um, uh, you, you have a pair oh, of glasses yes, of that allows you to be able to see things for what they are. 
right versus what people are seeing and and what they consider their reality um and it's like living in a matrix and it's um it's it you know when you can be aware of what those kind of possibilities you start waking up and you start seeing that kind of stuff in in real life you start watching commercials and you can start seeing the propaganda and you start listening to mainstream news and you can start hearing that propaganda you can hear that repeated message that's coming out you've i'm sure you've seen some of those videos from newscasters where they're all saying the same message oh exactly, exactly. all at the same yeah. time oh, the script it's unbelievable yeah those are yeah really it's well crazy done. yeah yeah exactly it's just fed down the pipe at us and if you pay attention you can see that uh, so welcome if you're just joining us. This is Chris Rice from Rice TVX. I'm a huge fan of his podcast. If you haven't yet jumped onto his uh, YouTube channel and where else are you, Chris, as well? I know you're on a few different platforms. Well, first, you're so kind. Thank you for all the compliments. Um, oh, my pleasure. YouTube, I give, obviously. I don't give them empty. Uh, I don't give empty compliments. <laughs> well, I greatly appreciate it. Um, I, ch I, I really try to take the me out of this as much as possible. So it's you know, I used to love it when I sang in bands. I used to have that lead singer disease, very <laughs> egotistical. So sometimes it's, it's you know, I'm not the best with compliments, but thank you. Um, YouTube, obviously, I have Rice TVX, and I do have a backup channel on YouTube. Um, very low number of subscribers, but it's Rice TVX 2, uh, the sequel, the backup channel. And then my main platform that I use off of um, YouTube that I promote on is Odyssey which is powered by library, L-B-R-Y, and Odyssey is spelled O-D-Y-S-E-E. -E. Uh, you can actually sign up with them, Beth, and have your videos transferred from your YouTube channel automatically. Yes, I do that, and I always forget to shout out uh, with, for Odyssey, but that's amazing that they just poured it over like that, so as long as I'm on YouTube, I'm good. And see, compared to like BitChute, which a lot of truthers are going over to BitChute, I don't really like, There's a, it's a centralized site that can be, um, basically the same stuff that's happening on YouTube can happen on BitChute. Uh, it's not a very user-friendly site, it's not, it's not friendly for uploading videos, it's a crazy process. Um, the library technology is built using blockchain. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, no matter what was to happen to Odyssey or library.tv, their websites, they have a, a, an application that you can download on smartphone and also on your computer. And you're actually running a node on a network. And what happens is the videos get distributed throughout the network of nodes so that the videos are permanently there. So if someone was to take down Odyssey or library.tv, my channel is still going to exist on, on the library blockchain. It still be accessible. Maybe not via the internet, the web, like a web browser, but you can actually access it through things like um, the application mobile or on your desktop. Fantastic. Yeah, that's really good. So good. Um, I just wanted to make sure that people know how to access um, Chris's channels. And uh, so definitely go to his website. Yeah, the no, website's got links at the very top. Let me show you your website. I'm going to share it. Cool. Yeah, at the very top, there's links for everything. Um, all my social medias, my Patreon, if you want to support me. Um, I think there's a support tab there, too, uh, if you want to send, like, a contribution or a tip. I've got my Instagram. I also use a, a social media site called float.app, F-L-O-T-E, and encourage you and your, your audience to check it out. Uh, they promote freedom of speech. Yeah, Kat Peterson, my uh, media coordinator, had me write up a bio, and I hate doing things like this, but 
Oh, I'm so glad you did. There's so many people in this world that don't spend any time with it. And uh, yeah, so it, it, is a, it is a great bio, and he tells a little bit of the background, uh, using his voice to spread awareness regarding freedom-related topics, subjects, and solutions, law and legal fiction, cryptocurrency, of course, blockchain technologies, economics, politics, history, voluntarism, and more. Uh, the mediums he used to express himself are videos, audios, podcasts, public speaking, the goals to educate, empower, encourage other others to be the change as well, which is very rebel of you. Rebels are willing to get out of their comfort zone and take the flack and go against that mainstream narrative, even if people disapprove of them. Now, the shadow of that can be actually looking for disapproval. I don't see that on you, where they enjoy getting people riled up. And, you know, when it, when a child can't get good positive attention, then they do bad shit to, to uh, you know, get that negative attention because it's better than nothing. But um, I think, says, yeah, go ahead. I, I think there's a little shadow rebel in me when it comes to um, alphabet agencies and being monitored and things to that effect. Mm -hmm. um, because I really feel like there's a lot of that going on. Actually, uh, I did a video yesterday with Pempy from Pempy's Investment Chat, my friend Jason, The Public Awakening. We were in Washington, D.C. on January the 6th, and he had uh, the FBI come and visit him. Oh, boy. Two days ago. And um, and one of the pictures that they had had was a picture of me, him, and Pimpy together. And so they wanted to know who we were. And what's really funny about that is if, you know, I mean, I'm sure they had to have some information. But everything that I do, and this is what we were talking about in that video, everything I do is very, very transparent, very public. Mm -hmm. um, I drink periodically, and I'll do that sometimes on streams, like maybe once a week or so, maybe once every two weeks. Um, I'm an avid cannabis user, and I'm very vocal about that and have no reason to hide that. So mm -hmm. um, just lay it all out on the line. Damn, I'd like to get together and smoke a joint with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, our border good, is Good medicines, right now. good medicines. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and if, if Canada wasn't so crazy, I would definitely... Um, I've got to get my passport situation straightened out and I'm trying to look into the idea of a diplomat passport and how to obtain that. And that's the reason. So I haven't made any status change correction or anything to that effect because I'm not sure which route I want to go quite yet. Cause I'm not really sure what has been successful. Well, that's the thing, honestly, the, the deeper that I get into it, and we'll talk a lot more about this in your interview for the choose freedom law summit, but, uh, you know, it, it hasn't. I don't want to scare anybody, but it hasn't made things more clear for me. It's just made more questions. And yeah. too good. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's messed up because it's like you think it makes me – it's like am I supposed to question these things? Because the more I question it, the more confused I get. Mm. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like it should be that way. But at the same time, if this is a constructed thing for nefarious reasons, uh, it's just going to be uh, – a web upon web uh, you remove one veil there's another veil it's just a deep mess that we have to sort ourselves through and i think the more i'm i'm getting as i'm getting more confused in some areas i'm getting more clarity in others if that makes any sense mm -hmm. yeah, i did come to that conclusion that all of this the root of all of this comes down to like spirituality and spiritual warfare there you, know, you go our our life force our soul our being who we are 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. So what is at the core of your spirituality? If you don't mind me asking that uh, blatant question, I know usually that's a personal question, but not to the people that I know. (laughs) I was raised uh, a traditional Christian, uh, and I still kind of carry a lot of those values. Um, I consider myself, by labeling myself, a practicing Christian. And I, I, I really like teachings of Buddha as well. Uh, I find a lot of similarities in the teachings of Christ and Buddha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and the reason I use uh, practicing Christian is because someone who follows the te- teachings of Buddha doesn't call themselves a Buddhist because they would have been achieved enlightenment. Mm-hmm. So they call themselves a practicing Buddhist. And in that sense, most people who call themselves Christian do not act Christ-like. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would you call yourself a Christian if you don't act Christ-like? And I'm I'm striving for those things, and I fail a whole lot. But that's why I say I'm a practicing Christian, because I that's am practicing funny. and trying to to walk a better walk. And you know, I do falter and fail, and I get off track, and I pick myself up and get back on track. And you know, it's it's ultimately a learning experience, learning from everything, taking all the good, the bad, the positive, the negative, the yin, the yang. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just learning from them to improve upon all your interactions, all your all your decision making. You know, you start being mindful of those things. You start thinking in the way of like, I'm talking to myself. How do I want to treat myself? Mm, beautiful. I love that. Yeah, there's uh, there's so much that went sideways. See, when the pandemic hit, I had been only into truth for a couple of years already. It was it was relatively new. Luckily, I uh, by the time it hit, I I wasn't you know in shock, and we had all seen this coming in in one form or another. And uh, you know, the, the whole thing led me away from everything that I <clears throat> I knew to be spirituality, and and that's a lot. Like I'll I'll tell you the whole the whole story on Wednesday, but it 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 really wiped the slate clean like there was no more oh i can identify with this path and that path and turn to it like an authority and and to tell me what to do although i wasn't super like that anyway uh being being a strong rebel myself but i i saw at that point that it it really cut all of the cords all of the ties and sent me straight to god there was no middleman there was nobody who could tell me anything uh, you know, all all of my my knowledge was blown, but I know God, and and so it 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 galvanized that, and uh, and then that becomes the measure when I go out into the world and and take in anything from anyone, that's my reference point. And the, yeah, go ahead. Now a couple of years ago, I wouldn't. I I was really did not like that Christian label because of what what most people would consider to be Christians today and how they act. Um, Mm -hmm. But as I started going down these different rabbit holes and seeing God for what God truly was, I could relate it back to that. And and I don't try to say that in a way that limits other spiritual beliefs. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. And, but, but when it comes to talking about the legal fiction stuff, I know you've had Daniel from Christian remedy on your channel Mm -hmm. and I've been trying to work on, communicating with him to get him get him on the channel um but there's something to that aspect of things that really ring true to me and i've not challenged but asked people from other spiritual beliefs or even religious systems if any of this correlates if any of the 
Christian remedy type stuff, um, being saved in the name of Christ, Christ being your redeemer, the whole trust relationship from the Garden of Eden, um, if it correlates in other belief systems, I would really like to discover that ultimately. Um, because I do find I do find a lot of connections, and I ultimately I I'm not going to say that every religion and spirituality, the God that people worship, is the same God, but those that do have that common factor are worshiping Source, uh, Creator of all, the thing that we emanate from, the thing that we collectively make up the whole of. Uh, but unfortunately, there are people that call some entities God that aren't the Creator. That are just perversions that just basically pervert nature and anything natural. And that's a lot of what we deal with in today's world is just complete perversions of everything that was ever created. This is exactly it, what we're dealing with. Actually, I had a very long conversation into the night with someone last night. And uh, and I think, I think I've concluded, whether it's by intent or by accident, you know, just sort of innocently following, it seems like there's an 80-20 rule across the board there's 80 percent truth real real stuff and 20 percent that either goes sideways or or intentionally takes you down and uh you know <laughs> for those who are intentionally doing it you have to have the 80 percent or nobody's going to listen to you right if it was just all crap you wouldn't go there and even right down to the bible there's so much of it that when i run it through my relationship with god it doesn't match up that's not the god i know the vengeful, the rewarding, the punishing, the God that should be feared. I'm not afraid of God. That's the, that, that's the one thing that I won't be afraid of. And that's not what Christ teaches, obviously. We don't see right. any of that. Exactly. Um, it does seem like there's a duality uh, in, in, even in the Bible when it comes to that. Um, but again, that's just more distortions and perversions that are just taking place by man. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and to take everything that's, uh, even I was thinking about this very fine point w about uh, God and judgment, and it's very comforting sometimes to get yourself out of the role of judge and know that God is the ultimate judge. But even that, I'm thinking about it last night and I'm going, mm, I don't know, I think that's a shadow. I think that judgment is a shadow of discernment. Like discernment is the awakened place where you see what is. You're not in the role of, of condemning. And telling somebody that they're wrong or immoral or shouldn't do that but you see and 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 by seeing you are a clear reflection to them of what's not right and pure i had someone come and try to uh you know uh say all the wonderful things about about freemasonry last night and i'm like oh my god are you kidding me right the whole truth community is full of evidence of why freemasonry is uh is satanic and the you know the bar association but there's got to be dualities in that too though right right there's exactly. got to be good aspects to to freemasons i know that there's freemason clubs that do good things in their communities mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean and yeah. at the same time i know that there are drug dealers and gangsters in the hood that give christmas presents to the poor too so i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. exactly yeah and you know whether whether it's by intent you'd have to talk to each person who's involved but uh but when it comes right down to it right they they get you in with the good stuff and then one way or another you end up out of integrity and and needing to um proclaim your allegiance and you know and then you stop be you stop serving god and you and you've started serving this other master to to remain the club member 
Yeah, and that's very well possible. I mean, it very well is. Um, and I would think that obviously, you know, you're going to have, you know, people who aren't even aware of like that are in Freemason that are part of the Freemasons that don't have any clue about what we may be potentially talking about because it's not been introduced to them because they didn't, I, I'm assuming higher level individuals, initiates didn't find that these lower level initiates had value in that element. And it's always cool to keep your little low soldiers to keep that profile that Freemasonry is like just a club like all the other Elks Club, Moose Club, Elk Lodge. They're just a gathering of a bunch of guys and sometimes they do some stuff for the community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. And you're kind of you know, keeping people away from the actual truths of what they are by... You know, when you when you start doing all these things like public relations things where people can see what you're doing publicly, it starts psychologically making people think that you're just doing good things. They don't think about it as the reverse psychology of like you're doing all these good things. Do you feel like you have a lot to make up for? Like, a lot, did you do a lot of bad things before? Because sometimes that's how I look at it. Like, do you do you have this bad karmic debt that you feel like you have to make up for that? Now you have to like change your being and do everything you can to try to, because you're you're so upset about who you were. Yeah, well, that that seems to be certainly part of our our paradigm that we've been raised in. You know, the whole Gnostic universe of of uh, archons and uh, reward and punishment. So you do a bad deed, you must be punished and pay your pay your dues. I do believe in forgiveness. It's a real thing. Like, God, please forgive me for this. Uh, I've had, you know, even mothering moments in my past. I was. I, it came up for me the other night, one time when my kid hit his head because the mat in front of the sink wasn't uh, slip proof. And, I, you know, 12 years later, I was still blaming myself for that and having a lot of pain. It was like weird because he's got a little scar there. And I just looked up and said, God, would you please once and for all forgive me for this? I, I didn't do it on purpose. I wasn't trying to harm and and then this big wash of beautiful energy came over and and lifted i feel like i never have to have pain about that again right so well what you're saying is makes a point with what i was going to say which is if if we want to think about the idea of like christ consciousness or that we are all god experience in itself through itself that we're all emanations of god and collectively all living things make up the whole entirety of god I'm not sure about how you are individually, but I am definitely my worst critic, judge, however you want to put that. Exactly. Uh, a lot of times I say I'm, I am my own worst enemy. I am the problem and the solution. So in that aspect, if we are God experiencing itself and we make up the whole of God, there is kind of a judgment, but it's a judgment that we do to ourselves. And I think when you start going down these paths of that me and you are kind of going down and other truth seekers are going down, you start changing the way you live to be more aligned with that idea because you start to progress to, you know, to a point where you start taking the eye out of things and you can start looking at things from a different viewpoint. Yeah, that's beautiful. And then, and then you can you can see that, yes, yes you make – because that's, that's also part of practice change. It's like you know, when, you, when people make a mistake, a lot of times what people do – is they dwell on it and they let it be like a nail in a coffin instead of using it as a stepping stone of, oh, I fell down, so now I just need to pick myself up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I made a mistake. Now I need to learn what to do not to make that mistake. It's just trying to live in that mindset. 
Exactly. And uh, I call that an off-ramp in the work that I do. So instead of just making right, seeing that wrong was happening and deciding, okay, that's not going to happen anymore. I'm going to go on the right side. Uh, people beat themselves up. They yeah. flagellate. They, like you said, the, the harsh judgment. And, and then it seems like you're paying your dues by beating the crap out of yourself, but you're not. You're actually avoiding going on the right path because you become your own perpetrator in the process. Right. Like you're not you're not actually coming clean. There's this. Well, at least I'm beating myself up. We, we all have relationships in our life where, you know, someone did something wrong and all they do is feel guilty and beat themselves. It's no service to you. Like, can't you just be a nice, kind, loving person with me? Right. And then then that will feel much better than me watching you beat yourself. That's of no service whatsoever. It doesn't right your wrong. So I think that's just part of the whole archonic programming that that we're all under the spell of. And then choosing who you're, you know, who you have relationships with also is another important factor because, you know, obviously other individuals can feed into what you're doing and make things better or worse, depending on what type of person you are or what type of people you are. Because, I mean, you could be attracted to somebody in your life who's going to be keeping you down, who's going to be reinforcing all those negative aspects that you feel about yourself and just, and being that incarnation of the judge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly exactly yeah it's it's very it's very harsh and i and i and i'm i think i'm decided now that's not that's not the god i know god sees everything knows everything uh actually i'm going to do a stream pretty soon called the devils in the data and uh, so god knows everything and the devil wants to know everything right we've got this whole satanic movement to consume every little bit of our uh, you know, our temperature, our state of mind, our, our shopping habits, our uh, watching habits and everything. My phone keeps reporting to me that it's 34% oh, more, more usage of your phone today, right? Like they're really tracking me. <laughs> and, uh, but to be in that place of, of knowingness and just pure reflection. So, so, you know, I wasn't judging this person yesterday when he talked about, about Freemasonry. Instead, I, I was just discerning. I, if, if I was judging, I would have said nothing. I would have just gone and slinked away, talked to somebody else about him. But instead, I came forward and said, really, like, how can you say this? How can you align yourself with something that's that eats babies and goes through sacrifice and, and rituals and, and secret societies and, and all that kind of thing? And uh, and just put up that reflection. And then and then they went silent. Like you could see there, there's something happened. There was a, a mirror moment, but it's not me going like, you go to hell now kind of thing yeah no, that's the best way you can do things is not try to point judgment or call someone out but say things in a way that allows for others to think for themselves it's something that kind of gets the ball rolling in thought process or planting a seed in the brain for something to blossom so that hopefully somebody will realize things on their own mm -hmm. exactly exactly so so what is it about your work in particular? And uh, do visit uh, ricetvx.com <clears throat> to visit Chris's work. So what is it that moves you and inspires you? What, what makes it worth it at the end of the day to do all this hard work and uh, be at it full time? And it's not easy. I know it's, you know, to, to actually make your living this way. That's a lot of effort ongoing. So what makes it worth it for you? Uh, I mean, the people who show love uh, by watching the videos and sharing the information, knowing that I'm making um, an impact, no matter how big or small, knowing that I'm making a little bit of a difference. 
Uh, those are like the things that really keep me going. And I really, it, as cheesy as it sounds, um, I would really like to leave the world in a better place than it was given to me. Mm. Not me personally, like the world is mine, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. You know, and we have a responsibility um, to future generations to leave the world in a better position. Cause I feel a lot that we've been kind of given a crap into the stick. And if we're talking about evolving and growing as a species, uh, I think we should start changing the way that we live. That doesn't necessarily align with the Green New Deal necessarily, but just living consciously in har in harmony with nature. And there's ways that we can utilize technology and still do those things. So do you see this as a purpose and a calling for you, what you're doing right now? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I feel... I definitely need to work a lot more on my spirituality in, in a lot of aspects that I'm aware of, but I feel like what I'm doing is uh, part of a divine plan of sorts. And I feel a lot of times I'm being divinely protected. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good, good topic. Divinely guided. Mm -hmm. I mean, people being brought together, events that I would have said were coincidence that it's just like a string of serendipitous moments that just continues and you know one or two things are coincidental is like oh wow that's interesting but when you just have this like year and a half string of serendipitous moments that all interconnect it just it really shows you how much um, something bigger than me and you is at play with this Mm -hmm. yeah, some people say it's so our fun. it's our higher selves and i'm i'm not in tune with myself enough to know if it's our higher selves guiding us or if it's uh source whatever it may be the holy spirit however people may want to interpret it it's just still something that i'm learning mm -hmm. but i know it's there mm -hmm. yeah i'm just that you know we're children of god and and there is something about us that if we stay in that humble place in that uh you know, Zen beginner's mind, then it's a very beautiful place to be in. You don't, you don't get to say, well, I know everything now I'm done. And there's no <laughs> done, right? Like if you're done, you're dead. That's the, it's over. <laughs> right. So it's a, it's a perfect attitude in, in the, the, like you're, you're trying to learn that which has no information. It is describing the indescribable. It, it is only something we can talk about because we share the experience and words never actually touch it, but nonetheless, we can even even from such distance that we're in right now. You're in you're in. Is it South Carolina or North Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay, cool. I haven't been to the Carolinas yet, but uh, you know, here I am in Canada, way far north, and yet we're sharing this vibe, and it's felt and it's real, and and we know what we're talking about. So it's a it's a really beautiful thing. Uh, I'd, I'd like to go back to talk about protection also, because we live in dangerous times, for God's sake. Right. That yeah. uh, it, all of the things, all of the worst fears that people had are now coming true in lockstep day after day after day. We're seeing, especially here in Canada, we already have the jab passports. Uh, people that have them can go to a restaurant. Right. Someone just offered to take me out for lunch. And I'm like, well, I'm out because I, I don't I don't have one of those things. And you can't travel across the border without it. You don't have to quarantine if you have it. Um, businesses are being paid $50,000 to ensure all of their employees get a jab or two, two, like two of them, the double jab. 
uh, and they're turning into tyrants against the people. People are losing their job at every turn. By the way, I'm hosting a uh, coaching certification program coming up starting in September, a seven-month program where I'm training people to be self-employed as a helper of some kind. Uh, okay. Being a coach, it's like you're being in the Wild West. There's no regulations. No one can tell you. Like if you're you know, a licensed physician or a psychotherapist or all of those things, you're totally bound by those, those institutions. Whereas in the coaching world, you can literally do whatever you want. And so I'm pretty happy that was born of the, the pandemic. I thought, what could I do right now to help people? I'd always wanted to train coaches, uh, but I never gave myself permission. So I thought, okay, psychopaths can do this to the world. I can train coaches. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So if anyone wants to have a conversation with me about that, definitely put a bug in my ear and I'm going to drop a link into the chat where you can let me know. I know I've got a few requests that haven't been answered. So thanks for your patience. We're just getting the summit thing together. And where did I put that link? So I'll grab that. And uh, yeah, so on protection, it's, it's one of those things like, for example, if you pray for protection, then what my experience has been is that God throws you all the, the circumstances that you need protection from. You pray for strength and God shows you, oh, I'll just throw all these, these uh, huge obstacles in your way so you can see how strong you are. Uh, I prayed for faith and then I got my faith tested at every turn. So it's kind of a fascinating thing with, with protection. But I hear you, right, that if you stay in alignment in a, in a moral and, and righteous way, truly righteous way, there is magic that happens for you that can't happen in other ways do you do you agree with that yeah completely um and i i can see how things kind of get off kilter when i get off path um now again this isn't something that i chose whereas sometimes when you pray for things you're asking you're choosing for those things so yeah i mean i think that you're going to be given those situations and it's funny you mentioned two things today that i talked with because i did a live stream earlier with robert michael we were talking about the 80 20 and then we were talking about being careful what you pray for because <laughs> funny you, you'll, you'll, you'll get it i you know I, like it's so i'm very careful about what i pray for because <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean if you if you ask for something like patience then you're going to be given situations where you have to develop patience exactly so exactly. it works in a way like you were saying so um but i mean if you're just doing something that um maybe that you're meant to do in your life a path that you're meant to walk I feel like doorways will open up a lot easier for you when you're on that path. So that's kind of a little bit different um, versus, you know, choosing and asking for things in prayer versus just doing what you feel like you need to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. That uh, there's something about asking for that which you don't have. And then it, it starts with the premise that you don't have it. And we actually live in a world of, of uh, where we can, act, we can have what we want as long as it's not to you know, harm anybody or it doesn't bring harm to anybody. And then by asking for something you don't have, God's going, that's right, you don't have it. I'll give you more evidence that you don't have that. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> it's so tricky. So yeah, I, start, I stopped asking for things. And there was one good thing a client said to me at one point, pray for that, that God can intervene at any moment that I've had good luck with. Like, okay, God, if you want to intervene, I'm totally open to that. So that that's a good one. Prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very clean somewhere. It's when we, when we imagine what source is, I mean, because I, I try not to define things like that, that I don't know because I'm limiting what it is. 
but I imagine it being one, the ultimate mathematician and the ultimate comedian. <laughs> I know, I know, it's true. It's there's there's a lot of uh, jokester in there. In, it feels in the, like in, it. Yeah, in the Indian world, there's the Leela Maya, and it, it's a play illusion, and there is a fun to it, right? That, that's that's the that's the innocent nature of life. That that God just wants to. I mean, it's hard to project that I could know what God wants, but like to to know to know Himself itself. However, you try to pronoun that up. Um, just through the multiple, huge variety of expression of life, God wanting to know itself through every turn and corner and right, like that's why we're not satisfied just to be our own little life. I want to talk to you and I want to talk to them and them and them and, and see through everybody's eyes because I only have these eyes. Right. So, yeah, I, I agree, like joking and playing and uh, and then th there was a good point here from Trick just saying, and I think I, I think I agree with you right away. The devil heard you pray and tested your faith. Right. So this is, this is a much more empowered um, interpretation rather than God testing me because I don't see God as a tester. It is, it is, it is Satan that tests, right? What do you think about that, Rice? Uh, they, they say Chris. the oldest, the oldest book in the Bible, you can call me Chris, you can call me Rice, but okay. people call me, people call me both. Um, cool. They say in the oldest book in the Bible is Job, and that's kind of like the premise of the book. Um, the beginning of the book, Satan is like chilling in heaven with God, and they're like just having a conversation, probably smoking. And one of them said, hey, this dude really likes you and is really faithful to you. I don't want to mess with him and see how faithful he's going to be. And God's like, okay, just don't kill him. Don't kill him. Don't kill his family. Well, no, actually, no, no, just, just don't kill him because I think his family ended up dying. Um, and then he was, because of his faith in the story, he was, you know, he ended up getting everything he had lost and more. Not necessarily um, his, his children coming back to life like zombies or anything like that, but he had new family and new things that came into his life because of his faith. But that was the, the idea of the story was that Lucifer, Satan was coming to test Job and see how loyal he was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. And Jesus in the desert, Satan came and Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. I, I sometimes have that as a mantra in my head. Get behind me, Satan. I know you're here at my table and uh, I'm just going to go forward with this thing anyway. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super good. Um, what about the way that truth law and spirituality have intersected was that something that was surprising for you or did you already know all of that is it uh did you know because there, there's a lot of political and secular law study out there as well and we've definitely gravitated towards the the spiritual side of it because i just can't relate over there there might be some good stuff and obviously you need to know knowledge and and spirit but uh what was that intersection like for you how did that happen it just, I mean, the course of over the past year, just interviewing a little over a year, um, interviewing just a variety of people and just getting a multitude of perspectives and being able to look at things from a lot of different angles. I learned, I was learning things in regards to what we would call the legal fiction. You know, I'm 46. So when I was looking at some of these things, like in the late 90s and mid 2000s, there wasn't a lot of information available. 
Um, and it was getting back on this path, choosing to restru restructure my channel and covering Greg Hallett, of all things, that took me down an interesting path that reconnected me with the sovereignty legal fiction stuff. And then it just, everything else just became more parallel. It just all started lining up. It just started all making sense. And when you really get into this and you're like, why would they distort a language? Why, what, what do they need with our life force? Why do they need to keep people um, energies down? Why do they need to have a debt-based monetary system? And you start looking at the whole thing and it, you, you start getting that bigger picture view and it just gives you a different mentality about how to live and, and view all these things. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of what it's done for me ultimately. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, because even the word law itself compared to say legal versus lawful, right? Legal is is the satanic and the legalese and the trickery and the loopholes. And then and then true law is based on God's law, right? It, uh, this is something I'm working on in my inside myself too. It's like, do we even need law? There are some of those, those guys that are promoting um, and we haven't really hosted anyone like, say, like Ken Cousins and the Pantera movement, promoting creating your own societies in your own countries. Robert Michael's actually creating his own society. So in that aspect, also you have. true. That's, that's right. House of there's, there, is some, there, there is some similarities in what Robert Michael is doing with his Shem Society and stuff to that and REM private management that is um, very reminiscent to some of the Ken Cousins stuff. But there's a lot of differences as well. And this is where I'm also personally trying to start pulling some of these individuals together, not to form a new group, mm -hmm. but just to form a, an alliance, a mastermind council where these individuals can help each other with their processes, look at each other's processes, help streamline them, make it easier so that people can get, so that we can educate more people and get more people's status change and correct it as much as possible and give people as many choices as possible. And then a lot of these groups are have these commonalities of things like the birth certificate fraud and things to that effect. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason why that these groups shouldn't be working together and uniting in some fashion to build strength in numbers. Because I'm seeing that in Canada. Now, unfortunately, I mean, there is some tribalism still, still kind of going on because there's a lot of people, who, and I'm kind of glad we're touching on this, and I know we could do it more when we get together on Monday and Wednesday. But the tribalism and the law aspect, you got this, you got your common law people, you got your um, special party creditor people, you got your UCC people. You so it, it, but what I've started to realize is that all these different forms of law and all these different tools, like uh, Alphonse Fagiello, the way he has his affidavits, Cal Washington with his notice of liabilities. Um, we talk about common law, trust law, equity law. All of these things are just different tools. So it depends on the situation that you're in to utilize them. And if you talk to a lawyer, a lawyer is going to tell you that we don't go by the Black Laws Dictionary. You know, because everything they're saying in court is going to be based off of what you're saying. So if I go into court talking about a goat eating, like my neighbor's goat, eating my vegetables... There's not going to be any confusion on the part of a court system thinking that I'm talking about a sewer system. And people are like, what do you mean? Well, if you look up the legal definition of the word goat, it means sewer. 
but why would a sewer be in my yard eating my garden? <laughs> so a lot of times it's based, it, and I know not everybody wants to hear those things, but it's not always black and white. It's a lot more gray than anything. And then when, uh, you talked about God and Satan knowing and wanting to know. And law versus legal, that just goes back to nature is of source of God. And anything that is artificial in that aspect is a perversion thereof. So Lucifer, Satan can't create, but he can manipulate what is created. You know, and because he knows what was created, he knows how to manipulate. And you have to mix the lie with the truth. Because if it was all just a bunch of lies, people would know it was a lie. People, nobody would believe it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's got to it's got to suck you in and hypnotize you and make you feel like, oh, I'm home and somebody's going to look after me here. <laughs> right. What a big lesson this whole journey has been always just kind of going like a bunny going, oh, do you have my answers or some path to reliably follow in some step by step like that would be so nice. A lot of subjects you can just go and learn. And this one, it's like, oh, my God, I stayed up until four in the morning. I have no idea why you know, I'm, I'm no richer for it in terms of knowledge. <laughs> and uh, and then so at the end of the day, it, it really is that lesson that if you want some guru to follow, you're you're going to get disillusioned. You're going to get let down. You're going to be betrayed by it, because first of all, it's what you said at the beginning. It's not the situation in front of you. Right. If you're following somebody else, then you can't really just be paying attention to to what showed up and 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 how you're meant to act. You know, we have a situation here in Manitoba where the 12 year olds can now go get a jab without parental permission. Yeah. And, and, and there's propaganda that about how to lie to your parents about it if they don't agree with you. Right. So how do you, how do you now, now this is right in my face and it's in my home and it, this affects me. And, and now it's up to me to know how to take action. I really can't ask anybody to do this for me. I agree, but there's ways that you can do things to form networks with people. And I was trying to see if this website was um, was active with this URL while I'm talking to you. There's a group, um, Ammon Bundy had put together this network called peoplesrights.org. Mm -hmm. And somebody I know in, in Canada was trying to get this um, – for Canada so that people can connect up with their neighbors. It's like a neighborhood organized defense network, just a way for people in local areas to be connected that are like-minded. Very good. Yeah. Uh, so I have to get, I have to get that for you. I was thinking it was this particular URL, but it's not pulling it up. So I have to get in touch with my friend and ask him and I'll let you know next time we talk. Mm -hmm. But that way, like people in Canada can create more of a network because, um, I'm friends with uh, Kyle Kemper. Are you familiar with him? No, I'm not. He's uh, Justin Trudeau's uh, brother. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it, when Justin's dad was Pierre, right? Yes. And Pierre died and his mom remarried. Uh, she married a guy. His name was like a spelled fried, but it's Freed Kemper. And had a couple kids. So I think uh, Justin was like 12 when Kyle was born. Mm -hmm. um, he's somebody who I'm trying to bring to the table for this Mastermind Alliance group. And even he has issues. Um, 
he's actually been like actually going out in public and uh, making videos and talking out against the situation of what's going on in Canada, what his brother's doing, and um, oh, no kidding. Yeah, and so, but he's even had hard times, like, um, at the borders and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, like, you're Justin Trudeau's brother. Like, you should have special privileges, and yeah. there's no special privileges. And that's when I started realizing, too, like, and I'm not having, like I'm saying, I have sympathy for, for uh, Justin Trudeau by any means, but I don't think Justin Trudeau's in a position to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wanted to say no, I don't think he was, he's in a position to say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he has... When, when he was elected, because I thought like it's a similar to a president thing. And it's just from what I, now, from what I understand, Justin Trudeau is just the head of the party that's in control of the Canadian parliament. It's the party that's in charge and he's the representative of the party, but he's not like equivalent to the United States president. But that individual, every individual in Canadian history has bowed down and pled loyalty to the Queen of England. And the Queen of England is who the prime minister of Canada owes his or her allegiance to not the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, you know, ways, ways for Canadians to be able to connect up and network up. I think it's going to be really important, especially when you can think of like, un, you know, encrypted ways of communication because I know things are going to get pretty crazy out in Canada. It's true. Yeah. I've thought a lot about our leaders and to what extent they are primary psychopaths or secondary psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> comes from the work of uh, Stephen Verstappen. And, and so, yeah, that's like, are, are they, are they the ones that are, are, uh, you know, in bed at the, at the high level or are they being um, uh, extorted by those guys? And, you know, we, we had, I know my people have heard me say this before, but I'll tell you that we had our premier come on a news conference and somebody asked him about one of the treatments for, for COVID that challenges the emergency use authorization. And he said, he, instead of answering the question, which is typical, he said, oh, yes, Manitoba has the biggest pharmaceutical industry in the whole country. So it's a, a total sideways answer. And then he says, and he looks directly in the camera, he said, thank you for the rain. That was a billion dollar rain. And then he put on his mask and he walked out. So I thought he was dissociating. I thought he had just completely lost it by now that he, he, he'd gone crazy. But he's really talking to his controllers who, who get to say how the weather is around here, right? They've, they've put us into drought. We've had a few inches of rain in 90 days. And uh, that, yeah. that's major for an agricultural province, right? Well, when you think about the, if you, I mean, if you look outside the box, I mean, there's heat waves going on in the United States. Uh, there's talks of farmers being paid off to kill their crops if the crops aren't dying in and of itself. So, I mean, it's 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 like this setup for a really bad situation. And I'm not trying to condone Justin Trudeau by any means. I'm not trying to say that he's innocent and that he hasn't done anything wrong in his life. So I don't want that to be the case either. Because, I mean, I know there's a lot of, a lot of questionable activities around him his businesses and some of his um personal dealings but mm-hmm. whether or not you have the power just because he's prime minister of canada doesn't mean he could be like no i'm going to list lift all mask mandates and we're you know we're going to outlaw um any sort of vaccines etc cetera, etc cetera. he doesn't have that authority or power and can't couldn't do it if he wanted to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Exactly. Their hands are tied. And how did their hands get tied is by, by living out of integrity because some, they, you know, cause he wants his power more than he wants to help people because he doesn't want Sophie to know what he's up to. I don't know, you know, in the back end, that's just my women's intuition speaking. Then, you know, he wants to be called out and come clean. That's a thing that people often don't realize is that you can come clean. You can ask forgiveness of God, of people and, uh, and start a new life. Like there, I have a lot of respect for people who do that. Yeah. I'm not going to judge you for your past. If you're, if you're deciding, Oh, this is the, yeah, no, it would, sand. it would speak volumes, obviously, if that was the case of like someone like Trudeau would just be like, look, I'm, I'm, my hands are tied here. There's, there's no point in me even continuing this position. I'm stepping down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have no authority. I can't do nothing. I can't make the country better or worse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what we can do is, is start to force the hand of honor, right? That because they're, they're being perpetrators to us, whether, whether they can control that or not, it's happening. It's real. And there are consequences spiritually, mostly. Right. That, that, yeah, you want to bring remedy to it or, or hit them where it hurts, you know, Alphonse style. And, <laughs> uh, but, but I, you know, when I'm writing a notice and uh, I haven't written a lot of them, but we're working on one, I'm actually writing to God, not to that person threatening them. Okay. But, but making my claim to God coming clean to say like, Hey, this, this is, this is who I am. This is my duty to protect my uh, child, for example, and I'm, I'm making this statement before God. And to me, that takes it out of the realm of, of this, because they can turn you into the perpetrator. They turn you into the hater, right? You, you hate lies. It's just a new thing to hate. You're still in their camp, right? Yeah. So I had to unplug my computer. If I leave it plugged up, it starts draining my battery. Okay, no worries. I never did ask you what your timing was like for this interview. So we're, we're just kind of going off into the distance. Do, is there any a time that you would like to end at? Uh, I'm good probably for like another half hour or so. Okay, perfect. That's great. If that's all right. Yeah, definitely. And then you know, to remind people, we're going to do something for, uh, again uh, with you on Monday, and then we're going to do something on my channel on Wednesday. I'm not sure if we're going to do it live or if we're going to just be recording it, but I'll keep everybody up to date about what's happening. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, so Chris is going to be a guest on the Choose Freedom Law Summit. There's 19 interviews already uh, posted there. And it is as of tonight at uh, 2 a.m. I don't know why we did everything at 2 a.m. because I'm a late night person. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so as of tonight, it goes from being a free summit to being by donation. It's basically free. We've made one of the tiers incredibly easy for you guys. And uh, the donations have been rolling in. So I'm sharing a, a link here to the Choose Freedom Law Summit. Can I ask page. real quick? Go ahead. You you mentioned something to me that something something kind of nefarious happened with somebody who was watching your guys' videos. Do you want to elaborate on that, or is that something that you guys are keeping? Oh man, there has been behind the scenes stuff. Lots of. Um, it made it sound like yeah. to me like somebody took your videos and and just made them all public when you weren't oh, trying that to was have it. them. Got it. Yeah, they started selling our um, our videos because we've made them that you can't download them until now the donation page actually you can download a video an audio even the documents from the speakers that have been providing them and uh and but yeah someone came along took it upon themselves to rip the videos because a good techie person can can get anything from the net 
put put together a stick and started selling it. <laughs> wow. I know. In in the end, uh, we messaged out and, and heard back from a lot of people. So far, it's literally on, only one person who got the offer. So it wasn't nearly as big a fraud. I hope I wasn't bringing was. up something I wasn't supposed to bring up. No, no, that was public. Okay. That was public. Absolutely. No problem. I apologize. At all. So, okay, thank you. No, no, it's interesting. And who knows where they were coming from? They might have just innocently. Sometimes people are trying to even be the hero to other people like, oh, they won't let us download. So I'll do the work to make it available to the people and and we had plans we're bringing it to the people anyway so so yeah this is the link here i don't know if you can pick this up i, I i'm missing a space i'm going to try that again it doesn't let it me should still that. work though people can yeah. copy and paste it okay okay yeah you can i don't even know if that. links actually work fully i think um i don't know as long as it's, yeah I don't, i'm not 100 percent sure if you can actually like click off a link see here yes you can i was gonna okay. see if it worked I was oh. like, that's that's how to check. Damn it, it's the wrong link. <laughs> okay, hold on. That's the it was the wrong link? link. It was, it's yes. the wrong link. It's the link again. to choose Freedom Law Summit. Darn it. Yeah. Okay, With I've been sending out a donation link. donation price options. Yeah, it's not far off. You can still get there. That'll just take you right to an order form rather than the actual description of what's going on. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but let me see if I can get this from you, for you. <laughs> this is uh, because it's I a I do appreciate you for tuning in, too. Yeah, totally. Great to have you guys here. I always love this audience so much. I always feel like a million dollars after. And so here is the, this is the like not beautiful link for the Choose Freedom. And it is an affiliate link that goes to Matt Beller since we are partners in this process. So half of everything that we are donated to goes to him. And this one is trick one of your normal people do you see trick in your conversations often no i'm new to trick thank you for coming by the way <laughs> is he trick is, is he one of the is, he's uh somebody in the crypto space and i know that the law stuff interests so i was just just curious if he was here prior to or because i did try to share this out as much as possible to people that watch my channel to make oh, sure we thank can get you. some people here totally appreciate that that's lovely oh, no problem yeah, no. Welcome to all the new members. My channel has been growing. I uh, I tell I I I hear that I am very shadow banned just in terms of the the amount of engagement I'm getting at my website and uh, people doing the archetype quiz and stuff like that. But who knows? I'm still here on, in enemy territory. I know I've heard you talk about it too. Who was it that was taking you to task the other day about uh, you got to get off YouTube and you're you're in enemy? I mean, territory. a lot of people are are trying to say that to me, like you're supporting. I was doing a video with my friend Stan Barabbas from Bodhisattva Love, but he wasn't telling me to get away from it. It's just that that's the choice that he wanted to make. Uh, he feels like being on a platform, you're supporting it, and I'm like, dude, like it. The, the platform is going to exist with or without me. Uh, I can turn my monetization off and not make a dime and they're still going to make money off of me. So like, why would I, it's, some of those things don't make no sense. Um, the idea of getting people to go to other platforms and use other platforms and know where they can find you. So if something happens to your YouTube channel or something to that effect, they know where they could find you. I think that that's, what's beneficial when I start if I have any more serious issues with YouTube then I will get to a point where I just release all my content on Odyssey maybe a couple other platforms and then make a little video on YouTube saying that I got a new video up on such and such platform and this is what it's about is who it's with go check it out but you're not gonna be able to watch it on YouTube but it just be using YouTube 
to push people over to other platforms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, you know, that way we can mm-hmm. u- use the system against itself. I mean, it's it's a, it's considered the second largest search engine, and it's not even a search engine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. And then I, I was philosophizing about this late late last night too, and thinking about okay, well, how could we not be using the tools of Babylon. That's all we've got right now until there's, you know, innovations. Although like, like you're saying with Odyssey and Rockfin and BitChute and all those kind of platforms are there too. And, um, you know, one, one thing is like my book is published through Amazon KDP Publishing. And that's totally the enemy. There can't be a bigger enemy than Amazon right now. But it's like using Amazon's energy for the force of good that I'm putting out with my book. Right, that that's how maybe I justify it to myself, but as long as they can make it easy for people to get my work, then that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's just it's one of those you know walks that you kind of got to do on your own, find what works best for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but when it, but because like you're saying, there's not there's not any alternatives. Like if you wanted to exit the system, where where would you go. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you want to, we're trying to build things, the bush, right? <sighs> there's things that are people trying to build and there's, you know, ultimately there will be solutions, bridges that will allow us to get to that point to be able to create alternatives. Mm-hmm. But until then we just, we've got to be able to acclimate and use what we can and use it in the best possible way that we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. like you're saying, use, use, um, you know, people say that crystals have energetic energies. Use Amazon to bring you some crystals so that you mm. can add some protection in your life and some positive energy in your home. Exactly. Oh, there was a question a long time ago in the chat about your uh, your, your necklace. Is there anything significant about what you're wearing? Um, well, the black is two pieces. Uh, the black piece is uh, shungite. Let me take it off real quick. Take this it's shungite so with... Sacred Geometry, the Flower of Life. Oh, beautiful. Wow. I had to take my headset off for a second. And then the purple thing, it's called a Tesla purple plate. I'll show the Shungite. Shungite is um, supposed to keep away like electromagnetic frequencies. And if you stuff pull like it that. back a little bit, I think we got more detail. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. There it is. Oh, yeah, with the light. Perfect. Yeah, I was trying to get the glare on it. Yeah, beautiful. So that's the, the Sacred Geometry. And then... The uh, purple one is called a Tesla purple plate, and it's supposed to be Tesla, like Nikolai Tesla technology. Uh-huh. Um, EIP, I think, is the name of the company that does these, but it's uh, it's supposed to emit positive energy, the positive energy of the universe. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Um, and you can find them. You can actually get them on Amazon, um, and there's other uh, websites you can get them on too, but uh, Tesla purple plate has nothing to do with Elon Musk or Tesla vehicles. It's all Nikolai Tesla. It's supposed to be the way that the metals ionized. It's supposed to do something that's supposed to emit the positive energy. So whether it's psychosomatic or whether it's real, um, I dig it. <laughs> there you go. That's all that matters. I, this is another conversation about uh, 
about belief, right? That that people have this sense that oh, well, things will work. Say say something natural medicine or energy medicine. It's going to work if you believe it. And that's actually the opposite of my experience. That things are. I want things to work in real time, not because I'm holding some idea belief, that it's yeah. going to work and fake my way through it. I, well, like that's I, go ahead. kind of an example of the power of manifestation in a way, though. You know, it's kind of, you know, I mean, if you, to expand upon that, I mean, it's just, you, you're kind of talking yourself into health. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I've noticed is that if you try to put a, um, like a, a message of health on top of disease, it doesn't stick. <laughs> right? It makes sense. Yeah. 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 And so that's where I think people end up feeling like they're, they're trying so hard to hold a certain belief, but they can't because there's unconscious beliefs at play there. And so a lot of the work to me is not, not trying to impose some belief and like, you know, just have hope and everything's going to be fine and all of that kind of stuff. And it might be, and God bless you if it works for you. I wouldn't try to take that away from you. But at the end of the day, we're, we're going for reality here, right? Like we want it, we want something that actually works and can be demonstrated and repeated for others as well like truth not like oh this only works if you believe it shit right no that's and that's why the open-minded skeptic stuff kind of comes into play and that's why i'm trying to learn what i'm learning is so that i can actually apply this and put it into action and walk the walk that i'm talking about versus just a dream or uh, an idea Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. And are there ways that, the, that your life has changed as a result of going down these, this uh, law path, for example, in the past year? Um, not really in, the, in, the, in any aspects like that. I find that, um, I mean, I'm very isolated. I don't have a lot of people around me I like to go out in person and hang out with. Um, I do find that ultimately um you know it's it's been it's been a journey that's something that i needed in my life and um it's just something that i felt was very important for me to continue on with mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly there's been there's been little shifts and changes that are actually for me very big shifts and changes because i didn't want anything to do with the law i just demonized the whole thing put it aside uh, I didn't want to study it. I, I went to it resentfully, feeling at, at the beginning like, well, I have to do this now and I have to take take time away from important things to, to give to this subject that is uh, only relevant because they're trying to kill us. But when I, I notice as, I've, as I do make small changes and, and take small actions and start to integrate knowledge in a way that I had never done before in a, in a more independent way, like I'm just starting, I still feel like a baby, but it's it's really fun because I don't feel at the mercy. You know, I've been in situations that nobody could have told me how to navigate in. Just you know, sometimes it's it's been hard to get by without a mask here, for example, and uh, yeah. and going through different situations. I, I went into a store with a girlfriend, and um, and what I did got me in, and she got kicked out. Okay. It was so strange, right? Like, and I'm not trying to blow my own horn. Just, just right. say like there was a. I was. I just. I just came up against their, their internal doubt and insecurity that they had any authority to tell me to wear a face diaper, 
and I didn't do it mean. I just did it matter of factly, and <clears throat> you know, I said, "You have no right to ask me my my health information under the Protection of Health Information Act." And she's like, "Okay, go right in." And then, you know, we, we, I started chatting to her because I'm I'm you know I'm good at public relations. So I'm going to go and make a relationship with these people. They let me in. Maybe I can come back again. And uh, then she all of a sudden blurts out, like, you're, you're putting us at risk. We might get a $5,000 ticket. And I just said, oh, any idea how many of those tickets actually make it to court? Zero. Because they're not valid that way. She's right. like, oh, right this. And we, we talk a little more. And I'm like, could my friend come in? <laughs> oh, okay. Like this. You know, and there's nothing particularly legal about that. But it's it's having that personal authority to to just state and like first of all know who you are and and to to somehow state that it's not even in the words necessarily when you were talking to it, it, did, it did make me think of something one of the things that um when i have gone out and tried to like socialize with people i have started be becoming or feeling more alien to the people that i'm communicating with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense like um I like I, I want to try to talk about like I, I'll listen to people talking about how nice their day is and all this kind of stuff and then somehow the conversation will turn into something that's related to economics or law or something that I will go and add my two cents to and then these people will look at me like this dude is crazy or what is wrong with this individual and it makes me feel so not like these other individuals that are kind of caught up in um spells or however you want to put it um that would be probably the biggest change or anything that i've seen coming over the past year year and a half um, it's just the way that i'm interacting with other people because of wanting to try to wake other people up and try to share information and try to find ways to connect and get my messages across and when i say my messages i don't mean like egotistically my messages but these messages are truth that i try to share mm -hmm. um try to get those across to people by trying to communicate in, in a variety of ways and then listen to myself in, in retrospect it's like a heavy dose of information kind of being thrown on somebody who's not ready for those kind of interactions quite at the time and then you kind of get that lost look from a lot of people that make you that make me feel very alienated yeah they literally think that you you are crazy like my, my whole family thought or thinks that i have a psychiatric problem right that poor beth let's look on in on her every so often to make sure she didn't kill herself no. um, but but she's you know completely lost it and, uh, and, and I'm okay, I'm at peace. It's been a year now and uh, my worst fear happened and nothing actually bad happened to me. I, I, did, I did lose friends and family, of course, but I've it, been flooded with all kinds of amazing people, have, have a ton of new best friends that are truly in alignment that I can talk to. I don't have to ever censor myself or think that I'm educating them, which you can't really do, right? People don't want your information. They've already, they've already emotionally decided wh where they're at in this whole thing uh so yeah yeah but hanging out at the bar and drinking sometimes can take those thought patterns away and those um people start losing their inhibitions and you can get through to some people in those aspects and that's where i find um that's usually unfortunately when i've been going out and socializing that's what i would do is um i think in the past six months i've been to a bar three times 
and every mm-hmm. single time I leave, just very disappointed. <laughs> and, excuse me, in my interactions with others. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. No, the, the wheat and the chaff have separated. It's one of those things that <clears throat> we can't, we can't really, um, you can't control it, nor do you want to, right? You want that the reason that, or, or you can tell me if this is the reason, but you put out a very strong message, right? It's hard to come away from one of your podcasts feeling like, oh, he's so wishy-washy or on the fence. <laughs> you know, you're going in a very clear direction. And, and it's good, especially even from a business perspective, as a business coach, I always talk about this, you want to polarize people, you want them to know clearly that that you are, are somebody they want to listen to, or not, right, it's not going to be some on the fence. And I heard this about God, too, that like, there's nothing God despises a fence sitter or something. I, I Lukewarm people. Lukewarm. Exactly. Exactly. Where you're not willing to commit or decide. And if I, if I show my true colors then all these people won't like me. And if I, you know, come out fully and, and say everything, then who, who's going to be around? Maybe nobody. Cause we all had to risk that, that literally there would be nobody. You'd just be in the desert alone <laughs> but when you get to that point when you don't care about what you're risking in that sense where you realize that a lot of these relationships are not important in your life it's it gives you a you start to see the world in a, in a totally different light and i think the more that you kind of go down this path a lot of that stuff happens to a lot of people like us mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly does it feel courageous what you're doing does it do, do you ever get scared of anything that you're you're up to um, I know that what I'm doing could be looked at by certain powers that be as um, confrontational, rebellious, going against their their agendas. Um, I have told people in my life, you know, that there is a you know potential possibility that you know, things could happen. I've had situations where I've been. You know, I know I'm being monitored by government agencies. I've, I've had interactions uh, for several years. Had to deal with Department of Homeland Security. Um, became friends with someone like John McAfee. Interviewing the kind of people I interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting a lot more ballsy to it. I don't really, I, I don't, I feel like if, um, if something was to happen to me, it's, it's just going to be like, it reinforcing the messages that I talk about kind of almost um, uh, making me, what's the word that they use in religions, a martyr. Um, but at the same time, I feel very, um, very knowledgeable in what I'm doing that I would don't really feel like I'm going to have a, uh, like I'm waiting for the FBI to show up to my house and I'm waiting to tell them that I know my rights and I'm not going to be communicating with them any form. If they want to know any information, they can just subscribe to my YouTube channel and make sure that they <laughs> smash that like button because <laughs> it's all right there. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that's, that's the reason why I'm, I interact the way that I do and try to wear my heart on the sleeve and try to be as transparent as possible because I'm trying to cover my ass in a lot of different directions so that if if governments or anything wanted to say that your behavior is seditious or treasonous, uh, you know, obviously 
my work speaks for itself and I don't promote violence and I'm not promoting sedition or treason. I'm, I'm promoting truth and freedom, mm -hmm. uh, our God-given natural rights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't read any fear on you at all, Rice. I really don't. And it's a beautiful thing. So how did you get there? This, one of the purposes, <laughs> one of the purposes to, to do this podcast is for King Heroes in the making that want to get out, they know, feel it in them. It's pushing up. They've got a purpose. They've got a message, whatever it is, work to do and, uh, and just need the courage to be able to take a stand. So is there any way, any advice you could give to people about that? I guess to recognize what the light is, you have to know what the darkness is. So, um, I mean, I think a lot of people that I've interacted with have had um, dark backgrounds, dark pasts in a lot of ways that helped them to build to be the characters, the character, the person that they are, the people that they become. So I would just attribute it to my experiences. I mean, I don't want to get into like detail. I didn't have the best childhood. Uh, I have been in prison. I don't have any um, felonies. I've been homeless, chosen to be homeless. Um, I put myself in some situations that let me experience life for what it was. And in that accumulation, um, going from being an egotistical singer to taking the self and the I out of things, it's just a big growth gap. And it's just been all these different experiences. But I couldn't know how good the light was until I knew how awful the darkness was. Mm, and I think wow. that's the, I think that's the best, you know, like when I look, when I look at stories, whether or not they're real or, tr or truthful in the Bible about some of the people that have made impacts, they were, they weren't like your fine upstanding citizen kind of individuals. Um, in a sense, it's like, um, building someone to be truly who they are you know like that's the reason why i really feel like i'm i don't have a lot of fear towards those things because i've experienced a lot of things in life that have shown me a lot of danger and negativity um and it's only strengthened me and um because i know how dark the darkness can be and i'm not i've never been a satanist or sacrifice people or anything to that effect but I've seen some pretty dark aspects of the world. And when you, when that's what you know most of your life, and then you start to find something other than, um, it, it really makes that light just that much brighter. So it was just, mm. when people talk about the light at the end of the tunnel and things like that, it's just, it was something that just, when I saw it, felt it, and realized that it just, I knew what it was and it was very sweet and just i really wanted it more in my life mm, that's amazing thank you so much for sharing that because yeah. it's uh it's what it's what makes that true humility right that that i read on you for sure that that you've been in that place you, you can't you can't sit in your high horse and say oh you know those terrible people over there that made those choices like no i've been there and done that i also went to jail by the way and uh <clears throat> you know, so then it, it makes you at their level. And I think that's one of the things about God that I know is that the, the, the playing field is always level, that, that, that it, there's a lie of pride that you could be better than somebody. We're at different places, but the, um, 
it doesn't matter. Like, for example, when you're <clears throat> working in, in lower energies, your difficulties will be things blowing up in your face and not going your way and having conflict. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then when you're in higher energy, then your obstacles are more hidden away from you. So there's equal difficulty in both situations. And so you have to get both in both cases, you have to get to that humble place and just go like, yeah, there, but for the grace of God, go I. Well said. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I'm super glad we had a chance to do it. I know I, uh, I reached out to you thinking like, I wonder if you would come on my podcast or wouldn't it be nice if kind of thought and then it took a while to, to connect, but we did. And I'm super glad. My schedule's been crazy and I apologize. It's no my apologies. schedule, my email. I'm trying to get caught up on everything. It's just been a mess. So, um, but I re problem. what I've started to realize is that everything, um, especially like when it comes to wants and needs, like there's been a lot of people who I wanted to interview and I talked to them. We had everything set up, but not everything happens in the time that I wanted to. And I realized that everything happens the way it's supposed to. Mm, that's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Time is nothing, but timing is everything. Uh -huh. Like that. <laughs> there you go. Kairos versus Chronos. Uh, and so there, there's Chris, Chris's website. I'm going to pull it up one more time before we start to close out, just so you know how to get to his good stuff. All roads lead to this kind of, I don't, ah, damn that expression. I can't use it anymore. I always want, I often <laughs> said roads lead to Rome, but uh, that's pretty. Well, not... it could be like all roads, all, all roads lead back to the light. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Something more like that. There's so many expressions I can't use anymore. And you would not believe how many tabs I have open. This is, this is insane. <laughs> if there I appreciate that. everybody tuning in and all the really kind words. Um, Joseph, Davin, Davin, uh, thank you so much. Um, Here's your Patreon anyway. Well, I, Jackie uh, K too. I appreciate. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Very good. Let's get the Canadian prices, eh? The Canadian prices. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's it my the lowest membership level is five dollars US. Oh right, and, got it. And see, it says seven dollars CA, so that would be CAD ah, Canadian dollar. There you go. Yeah. So, so it's actually priced out in 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 Canadians in in Canadakistan China money. <laughs> exactly. We love your money, <laughs> by the way. It's awesome. And, oh, I don't know. Uh, Nobody should love our money. Our money is destroying the world. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Like, I, I don't mean to even give money any love, but for Canadians that uh, we've we've always been the little sister to America, in, especially financially. So it looks like everything's more expensive. But yeah, that is five American dollars. So uh, that's nothing per month to support. I know I support a ton of podcasters out there and uh, I don't nearly get to any of their content sometimes, never mind all of it. But, uh, you know, they're doing the good work. They're spreading the good word. And it's uh, it feels good to me to to get behind and, you know, knowing that there is no corporate sponsorship going to go on here and they're not going to be bought out and uh, prostitute themselves for something that, that uh, doesn't actually serve the people. So I am a full on supporter of alternative media such as you do, Chris. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, so Joseph is asking you to, uh, me to have you on again. We'll definitely do that. And you will be able to see him on the Choose Freedom Law Summit. It will be within the next month because we're doing monthly bonuses. So we'll, we'll confirm a date for that. 
and there are 19 interviews right now for the summit, which are, are super powerful. We've had great feedback. You know, I'll just full disclosure, I've come out of these 19 interviews knowing less than ever, but having more <laughs> inner uh, ability to work through and reason through things and, and actually think and, and run it through my computer rather than thinking that somebody else's computer is going to be the right one. And what were we in jail for? Well, that might be another story. Maybe I'll tell you that on uh, on Wednesday. My, mine was show. a I was I had a DUI and I had violated my probation. Um, which actually that DUI, unless I was to get specific permission, I wouldn't even be allowed in Canada. Oh wow! Well, they don't allow United States citizens that have had a DUI unless they have gone through some sort of process process per Canadians. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you everyone in the chat for joining live today. Share this out with friends and family if you found it useful or if you have any friends or family left or new people <laughs> in your world. And uh, Chris, I really look forward to hosting you on the Choose Freedom Law Summit one last time. I'm going to just keep uh, posting this link so that... Yeah, and know. then next week you're going to be, uh, next Wednesday, you're going to be coming on. I'm not sure again if we're doing it live or if we're recording it, but It'll be out on my channel by the end of the week. So just stay tuned and Beth will be on Rice TVX as well. Okay, fantastic. I'm super thrilled. All right, everyone, have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you, Chris. I, I look forward to seeing you again twice next week. Awesome. Well, thank you. Okay, my pleasure. You have Bye a great now. evening. Okay. Bye, everyone.